find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? You ready? I was born ready. Alrighty then. Hold on to your butt. For more than five years, they've been entertaining you with their discussions on classic films, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Now, in a time of gatekeepers and toxic fandom, they are waving the banner of inclusion, opening the conversation, and letting all perspectives be heard. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fascinating. Keep the change, you filthy animal. The following podcast was recorded during At Home Con 2020. We are live. Live and in living color. (laughs) Good. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good, Joe. Ho, 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 ho. I always thought Jabba the Hutt sounded like Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, it's very Santa Claus. Bo shooter. Bo shooter. Alright, so we're back to talk about uh, Star Wars tonight. So let's go in clockwise rotation and introduce who we are, starting with, uh, with you, Stan. I'm Stan Daniel. I once owned a comic book shop. We fortunately closed that comic book shop in May of 2019. Did you say fortunately? Oh, well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Fortunately. Yeah. Before the, uh, the pandemic would force you to anyway. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Uh, the pandemic <laughs> in AT&T. Uh, <laughs> da, 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 da. Uh, we currently, Albert and I currently do a podcast called Kingdom Casts. We try to get one of those out a week. And I just live, breathe, and eat Star Wars more than I do comic books or anything else. All right. Mike? All right. I am uh, Michael Nip, also known as Salacious B. Crumb. Um, I host <laughs> a movie-centric podcast called the Deuce Cast Movie Show. Uh, we release every Wednesday and have been for the past uh, 10 to 11 years. I always get that mixed up, so I just say 10 to 11. Uh, and it's on iHeart, it's on Spotify, of course, Apple, Google, all the fun places that you can find your favorite podcasts. And I like good Star Wars. I'm Ooh. not gonna blank. I'm not gonna say a blanket statement like Stan <laughs> did. I like good Star Wars. Is it a blue snowball, Mike? It is a black snowball. Black snowball, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is. It I is. had, a blue, exactly I had a blue snowball, and it was. My favorite mic until I dropped it and it doesn't work anymore. Oh no, you don't need to drop mics. Yeah, yeah. I know, Joe. Uh, I like. Uh, my name is Joe Crow. I congratulate Stan on getting a podcast nine years after all of the rest of us did. I, yes, <laughs> I was kind of busy during those nine years. You sure, sure. And he has the <laughs> he has the best way. He has the best way to plug it, too, because he's on Channel 6 News all the time, and he can plug his podcasts. <laughs> Heck yeah. It's brilliant. No, it's genius. <laughs> it's, all, it's all it is. It's like, look, 
Look, yeah, I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna come on terrestrial television and plug my podcast. It's me, really. I, 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 I salute you, sir. But oh, like you, you'd be there in an instant if they let you play with action figures on live TV. One hundred and ten percent true. That's right. I think all of us would. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One hundred. I'm a, I'm a more than one hundred ten. One hundred and thirty percent true. <laughs> oh, here's here, here's Rhett commenting. Even though he pulled oh, out good. and didn't want to do oh, the good. Oh, didn't want to do the God. show. <laughs> I don't want to know what Red has to say. He said, "Did someone say good Star Wars?" So we're not talking about the sequels here. <laughs> the, amen to that, Red. What happened to what? What, what happened to uh, Red going? Yeah, I don't want to be on the menu. I'm gonna pull out. <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, your turn to. To, uh, plug yourself. I am uh, Sean Ray. I am the host of Cosmic Potato and also Star Trek All Access. And I was going to give this panel to the Star Wars experts, but they begged me to come with them. So here I That's am. right. We, we are a band of brothers. We must stick together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We go down in flames together. Together. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So the last time we, we all... We're in person, and uh, we were at uh, the the library, I believe, the the Sci Fi Fantasy right. Festival. It was before Episode Nine had come out. Yes. So, thoughts on Episode Nine? I guess. <laughs> Good grief. Well, it's really it's it's okay fanfic, I guess. I oh. mean, is basically what I'd say about Episode Nine. I mean, it took me a while to, to determine that the sequel trilogy is just not for me. Um, I, I bought into The Force Awakens, and I even started to shill for Ryan Johnson for a little while for Episode 8. But when episode, after Episode 9, George I had, <laughs> I, I had a, an awakening, and I felt it. And, it, uh, <laughs> and um, that, that awakening, awakening was a realization that the sequel tr- trilogy is just fanfic. Uh, it is not my Star Wars. Now... I don't want to begrudge anybody for liking the sequel trilogy because there are certainly a lot of people out there that do, but it's just not my Star Wars. Um, I, I'm I'm uh, very into the Mandalorian, and I'm very into the novels that are out there. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff, especially the prequel stuff that's going on out there right now, um, and and of course all the original trilogy stuff. But sequel trilogy just wasn't my bag. Hang tight, Brandon. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking at the chat. I refuse. Yeah. No, it's no, no. Okay. Oh. He, says, uh, he says the sequels are great. Come at me. <laughs> but he, but he, he also said it's canon, but I appreciate your description. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it. What I'm finding more and more here and what I've found since The Force Awakens, and I've honestly tried. I've told uh, uh, Mike and I've told Rhett this a number of times. I, I've tried to dislike Last Jedi. I've tried to see it from their point of view. And I mean, I've gone on for God knows how many times. And what I've come to the conclusion of, and I've based this on the people that I hear trying to tear it apart and come at it, is maybe if Luke Skywalker had shown up with two giant phallic-shaped gun <laughs> cannons shooting lightsabers and single-handedly... <laughs> took out the First Order, they would have liked it better. Maybe if Ray had had a different set of genitalia, they oh, would come have on. But the deal is, is that you've, you've got to look at what they're saying 
you've got to look at all the negativity and that's nothing. That's all that's on internet constantly. No matter what you're looking at is negativity, YouTube channels, everything down the line. And you're looking at that age group. Luke Skywalker is old. Uh, For me, it was never about Luke Skywalker. I was more attuned to Vader and Luke Skywalker did did absolutely nothing out of character in the uh, sequels that he didn't do in the original trilogy. Mm. But we're looking at no point blank. Every time, every time there was a fight, Luke didn't stop to talk, didn't stop to reason. He popped that lightsaber. Let's go. He didn't. He was not Qui-Gon. He was not Obi-Wan. He wasn't, you know, heck, he wasn't even Mace. Like, he was ready to fight. Darth Vader never lit up until Luke lit up. Mm-hmm. The Emperor knew exactly what he was doing when he was, ta- uh, when he was taunting Luke. The reason, and like it or not, it's canon. It stays. Not only is it canon, not only are the sequels canon, they're successful. They're successful on levels y'all aren't even aware of yet. Look at all these videos. They're so successful. The toy sales are so good. I toy mean, sales, there, there's toy sales across the board are dead. The only people buying toys right now are people 40 and over. And collectors, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people, kids it. don't I mean, kids so, don't really buy action figures anymore. No. You can't get a kid. I don't know what you're talking about about action yeah. figures. Who looked no behind idea. Michael? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it, I mean that's I just it. Don't, yeah. I, I don't have mine out. That's the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of these uh, some of these comments. Uh, Rick says that he gave up wanting good movies from Star Wars in the '90s, so he's just happy if they entertain him. <laughs> <laughs> right on, Rick. And this <laughs> this is more. This is Rhett. I mean, it says Facebook user, but this is Rhett. Yeah, it's Rhett. It's Rhett. There are a lot of people who like sequels. There are also a lot of people I wouldn't let, let around my kids. The Venn diagram is a perfect circle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Well, That's thank exactly you, Rhett. something but, Rhett would type. <laughs> but you see, Rhett's kids are the ones that are going to grow up liking the sequel. Not Rhett's kids, because they have to suffer from the propaganda constantly. <laughs> right, right, right. Father. Right, right. But normal children, go online, look at all the videos of these children that are going to the, uh, well, before it closed, before COVID, uh, that are going to Galaxy's Edge at both Disneyland and uh, or Orlando. They are dressed as Ray and Chewbacca and Finn and these characters in the books. This is who you want. This is who you've reached out to. I mean, do you not appreciate at all that Star Wars ended? And when I say this, I'm talking about in the literal sense of the word, has more of a Shakespearean tragedy than anything else. The Skywalker bloodline, (laughs) the Solo bloodline is gone. And all that remains is the Palpatine bloodline. Now she takes the Skywalker name, which is meant to appease us, and everything. But this is this is great storytelling here. Yeah, I mean it's they are really they are definitely more aimed towards. I don't know. It, it, it's weird how these movies are aimed because they're aimed they're aimed at so many different people, but in different ways. Because they're aimed at the old fans by bringing in Luke and Leia yeah. and Han and all that. But obviously, killing them all off. Obviously, yeah, yeah. killing them all off. But uh, obviously, they're they're aiming it at kids because, like Rick says, his his eight year old, his eight year old watched The Force Awakens, but she won't watch the original trilogy. It's just mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of kids find the old trilogy well, the boring. It's that's a pacing thing, though. That that's with any movie from the the seventies and, and early eighties. I mean, that's just a pacing thing. I mean, I I wouldn't. Yeah, 
Yeah, and but the way you'll tell that is when they redo the original trilogy in another format. Not to say that they'll remake the movies, but they're already putting out these cartoon vignettes in celebration of Empire Strikes Back's anniversary. Right, and, right, right. Yeah, they're really, really good. They're yeah. really good. They're using the original dialogue and everything. Yeah. So it, it's it is generational, but that's nice. That's what we want. That we want this to continue, and. Look, nothing will ever be like the first Star Wars was in 77 again, because that affected people who could care less about science fiction movies. That affected all of society. You will never, you're most likely will never witness something like that again. And to expect it to happen twice, I mean, it didn't happen with Empire Strikes Back. With the sequel, it didn't happen with Return of the Jedi. It didn't happen with the prequels. We're just allowed back in the sandbox to play. And I appreciate it so long as they just don't blatantly uh, Star Trek five it. (laughs) And I mean, that's that's where we are. But I really, now having said that, this is not making excuses for any of the sequels. That's good storytelling. That's good. Yes, no, they didn't have a giant overlapping plan for everything. Neither did Lucas. Lucas wanted to make sure he hit certain notes. That's why he had Campbell on the set of the original Star Wars. Lucas wasn't even certain who was related to who or if he'd be able to use Vader again before the first Star Wars finished shooting. That's why he had Moff Tarkin in place, because he didn't think people would buy Vader as a bad guy in the mask and all. Yeah, but with the sequel trilogy, it feels like they were making it up along the way more than it does the original trilogy. I mean, there's no between, especially between the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, the story beats are completely all over the place. I mean, there, there's no continuity between those two. I I swear they just made up the Snoke thing on the fly. I mean, it, it just you know that that he was a a puppet but didn't of. Didn't I talk about Snoke? In, inside of Kingdom, being oh, yeah. an avatar for the Emperor? I mean, so so they're thinking along the same lines a lot of us were. I don't I think... Mean, that... We either thought the Emperor was inhabiting Snoke's body or somehow or other some sort of puppetry. And, and this goes back to something else. The same people that celebrate, or the same people that have a problem with the sequels, they want to celebrate what the expanded universe uh, was before Disney took it over. Those well, were no, all, all of that was garbage. Okay, yeah, I mean, and so you're you're talking about the same same beats here, at, at minus Mara Jade, and it, it just, yeah, we know that they're clones. This is not too far out there for us to accept within canon, and any chance. Well, I'm just saying, especially with episode eight, Ryan Johnson did not allude at all to the fact that Snoke could be somebody that was an avatar of of the emperors. Right, says that they only talk, you y'all only talked about Snoke, Snoke as a lark. They were discussing no, the dumbest no, things that could happen. <laughs> no, no, we absolutely did not. Um, but okay, what what did you just say, Michael? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, Rhett might as well just dial into this thing because he <laughs> yeah, obviously is going to make himself heard. Uh, yeah, exactly. I was just saying that there wasn't any um, story continuity, in my opinion, between episode eight and nine in the sense that they didn't allude to Snoke being 
um, the Emperor's puppet at all in episode eight. I think eight. he very much alluded to it uh, when uh, Kylo cut him in half. That's not alluding to the, the fact that the Emperor had anything to do with it Snoke, showed though. It, was he, it showed point blank he was disposable. Well, here's I mean, that, um, was, that was the story note. We knew Kylo was not going to come in as the baddie because way back when uh, Abrams had screwed up and referred to Ray and Kylo as the Romeo and Juliet set. Blech. Did we um, know? Did they I have a that romance ending? Generally, when people have a trilogy, they have, <laughs> you know, A, B, and C already planned out. Did no, that not happen? Not, no, I don't. I, I believe it did not at all happen. I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they probably had some sort of an outline, but it was a fluid outline. <laughs> you know, very well, that's the fluid. Same thing with Empire. That's the same thing with Empire and Return of the Jedi, Joe. He had an outline, but it wasn't all planned out. Jabba changed several times before we yeah, got him in his final that form. That is true. And Boba Fett, Boba Fett was just tossed in there. We needed an intermediary. And so the people that are saying, like, Phasma, look at Phasma. She was just throwaway. You can't get more throwaway than Boba Fett. He was an intermediary between the Empire. He couldn't handle a second-rate smuggler, a Wookiee, and a princess by himself, he had to call the Empire in. All he did was just keep track of where they were parking their car. <laughs> and then, when he shows up in Return of the Jedi, a blind guy hits his jetpack and knocks him into a giant... <laughs> I, I, I do love Brand. that. Uh, I, I, and I've, I know that I've had the same argument in Kingdom, but the, uh, uh, the, uh, I, I love how everyone adopted Boba Fett after Empire Strikes, after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Like yeah, that, the unknown man's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody loved him. He was he was the thing. He did Jack. Vader was the one that showed up and got everything handled. He made a phone call. Well, now that they're saying that uh, Boba Fett is going to show up in the Mandalorian next season, I'm but doesn't doesn't that? Ha- I'm all I'm. Thank God that we have people like Dave Filoni in charge of Star Wars because anybody else would be messing everything up. But doesn't yeah, the Mandalorian? Yeah. The Mandalorian takes place after Jedi, right? Yeah, right. just a uh, just a. Uh, well, Boba Fett's uh, supposed to be point. dead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. What's, what's your point, Stan? Go ahead. Yeah. Just a quick, just a quick point. Um, Kathleen Kennedy is in charge of Star Wars. I, I'm not Shake familiar with that. I'm not familiar with who that is. I don't know that name. I've never heard Boz was asking a minute ago. What about Kennedy? Surely there was a plan. She's responsible for all four of our childhoods. Go look at her IMDb. Oh, boy, come on, dude. No, I'm not giving you that. She's not, back to she's all not, three back no. to the futures. No, I'm not giving you that. <laughs> Goonies, all of it. I mean, you don't have to give it to me. It's on IMDb. <laughs> she was the worst part about the gallery, the Mandalorian. Anytime she, she was is. present. Yeah, that's true. Emperor Palpatine is supposed, was supposed to be dead. I went when they announced that Palpatine was going to be in the movie. I was like, everybody was like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, what? <laughs> Palpatine, you don't get better than Palpatine has a movie bad guy. Maybe Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Darth Vader, but you, you've got to argue that Darth Vader gets redeemed. Sure. Uh, there is no redemption for Palpatine. There is no, no redemption no, no. for Hannibal Lecter. That's what a villain is. There's absolutely, positively no redemption, and I just love it when that man spouts dialogue. I, I just, he's awesome. Ian, Mc, Ian McDermott. He was a little over the top. I can't believe I agree with Rhett. He was a little over the top in Rise of Skywalker. 
You put just, me. You put just me a ten, in just a ten. Position, I'm over the top constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I am all there. Oh my gosh, Rhett. <laughs> all right, this is this is cool. Quickly going well, off the rails. Why don't you come on this? <laughs> Okay, he's so, too afraid. He won't even log in enough to to show his name. He's just Facebook user. He is Facebook user guy. Okay, uh, so so the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yes, thank God for the Mandalorian. The child, the, the good Star Wars. That was a it's good show. Good I gotta admit, and that's the thing about the the last two Star Wars movies. I enjoyed them when I went to see them. But I haven't seen either one of them since. You know, I, I won't watch them. I won't watch yeah, them ever again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll probably rewatch them at some point, but I don't Another, feel the need to. You know, it's not yeah, like the original I, trilogy that I've seen multiple I, um, times. I could go on. I, I've I, I've been. I need to just write this, but I a hundred percent disagree with the death of Han Solo. Right. My thought was the poor guys have not played these characters in a bazillion years. Why are they coming back and then dying? Yeah. Uh, well, with, with Princess Leia, couldn't help it. <laughs> she, but these are not young people anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, But I felt like... Maybe you, you 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 don't you don't bring back a generational hero like Han Solo and then whack him, right? But when you recognize you're in a role like that, whether let's let's pretend the characters are real. When you recognize you're in a role like that, you're not going to progress until you kill at least one of your parents. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, I, I understand. <laughs> now, Star Wars has never shied away from from whacking people. I mean, they they do it. Daddy uh, issues throughout. Yeah, and but and and I get it. I just that's that that just hmm, I don't I don't know. And, but I guess that means it meant something to me uh, when Han got. Uh, I don't I don't think that he had a worthy death though. I mean because they really didn't they really didn't pay off the fact like if you're gonna have patricide in, in a film the vil that Kylo should have been way more villainous. Than he was, he should have been unredeemable after that. He, yeah, I mean, exactly. once you kill a parent, yeah. I mean, no more, uh, no more than killing a room full of children. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. Well, those children, Kylo, they were disposable. They were jerks. Kylo <laughs> was problematic, jerks, and had issues. Han was the path back. When Leia died, she was using the last of her ability to reignite his memories of his father for that last scene in uh, Rise of Skywalker. That was it. Han, that final moment of reconciliation, that brought it full circle. I didn't like Han dying either. That absolutely killed me. I didn't like it when they turned off C-3PO until mm. R2 plugged him back in. You know, <laughs> hey, look, a, a lot of these things. But, you know, I, would, I wasn't a big fan of when Vader cut off Luke's hand, even though I wasn't in it for Luke. You know, these are these are scary things when you're 10, 11 years old. Yeah. Now, I love, though, I, I love... I recently me me and the family have rewatched Star Wars, and my wife had seen some of them. My my child had never seen any of them, so we watched them all together. And my kiddo went on a journey, yeah. <laughs> starting starting with people and going through the Mando. We, we watched them in chronological order. Oh wow! Uh, continuity wise, uh, con- 
through continuity, and she was done with Darth Vader after he killed the kids. She was like, I mean, although the other things did it too, but she was, uh, she was like, what did he just do when that when that happened? And that that was amazing. And uh, we, um, it, it, it's 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 a journey. Uh, going well, I, I think that I think Anakin's path to evil was much more believable than Kylo's path to evil. I mean, I just I just and not that Adam Driver's not a fantastic actor. No, no, but, and 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 he was, but I just felt like. I just felt like Anakin, and we were with the character longer, so we had that There's benefit. That. I mean, we that we've been. Kylo Ren is this. And yeah, I mean, Kylo is not as evil as Vader. Kylo never was. Kylo would do things to position himself to look as evil as Vader was, and he constantly wanted to live up to that. Down inside, he knew he was not, and we knew he was not. The Snoke thing, it, when he chopped Snoke in half, he really, really was digging on Ray the whole way through it from the moment he first saw her. Well, he just yeah. wanted her to join him. He, that, I mean, yeah. his the, the his end game was kill Snoke and try and get Ray to join him. I mean, that's yeah. what we'll in his mind that. at that moment, that's what his end game was. And that's it. But he wasn't so far gone that he couldn't be brought back, or he wasn't so far gone. Ahsoka could never have brought Anakin back from Vader. Has to be mm. Luke. Has to be Luke. There's no hope for Vader until Vader learns that Luke Skywalker exists. And then there's hope for Vader. Okay? There is hope for Kylo throughout. If Leia could have gotten 25, 30 minutes with him mm-hmm. you know, at any point in his journey, he's brought back. I was never under the impression, other than the opening scenes of The Force Awakens, that Kylo was anywhere near his far gone. As Darth Vader, and, and and see that's a bit of a problem. That's a bit of a problem then, because if you set up your your trilogy, which that's what you do with the first movie of a trilogy, you set it up with your big bad. And if Snoke's not going to be your big bad, and you're going to have a wishy washy Kylo Ren, then what's the point of the of the films? I mean, that, that's what my problem is with He's the, not wishy washy. I mean, We're watching him go on this journey, and besides that, how much evil do you want? I mean, dear Lord, could you get more Nazi evil driven than Hux when he's standing there with that evil gleam in his eyes right before the Hosnian system is incinerated? He just mean, ha- he's another one that just had daddy issues. Hey, well, beyond, yeah, but beyond, <laughs> yeah, what was that? What was going on there? But uh, the uh, shoot, where was I going with whatever I had in my brain? I don't know. Hux was the most terrifying. In The Force Awakens. I agree. Did it... uh, I I agree with Raven. I I agree with Raven, too. Did... did, I feel like making... Giving Kylo uh, the little jokey moments in the first one, in Force Awakens, shotgunned his credibility immediately. Uh, Like like when, when the other... When he threw a tantrum... And the other first order guys, stormtroopers. Those are just stormtroopers. They he wouldn't be when they when they backed away because he's throwing a tantrum. That was. Would you have walked in? No, not at all. Exactly. But would you I, have walked I, I, I felt like if like like Darth Vader has no comedy bits. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and well, so you're watching Kylo throw a fit. 
and then you're watching two stormtroopers react to it. That's not Kylo's comedy bit. That's a comedic reaction to a serious situation. They played that off in movies before. I saw somebody say that uh, Kylo didn't earn his redemption. Right. Yeah. He it was died. Raven. She just. He, yeah. <laughs> he. I mean, he died. I don't know how much further you want him to go. He died purposefully bringing what he thought was the hope back. And you know, so yeah, I want to talk about Mandalorian now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, very much. I want to. Well, I mean, we can talk about Mand- Mandalorian and then what what the future holds because I think I think yeah. the future is Disney Plus. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're, they're. We've got the Taika Watiti film that's supposedly going to come out in now twenty twenty four. I think is what the new the new first film is not going to be until twenty twenty four now. Um, so the twenty twenty two thing's not happening. There's just not enough time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that what now. Did you think there was going to be with the COVID situation? Right. Everything. Right. Well, yeah, right, right. right. Yeah. But they had already announced, they had announced 20. My point is they had announced 2022 and they're having to push it to 2024. Clearly Um, COVID is the fault of Snoke. Somehow Snoke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, so, yeah, I mean, I think that they're, they're trying to set up um an expanded universe or an extended like Marvel does. They're going to have multiple shows that have characters that tie in with each other on Disney plus. And as long as Filoni and Favreau are somewhere in the midst, it's going to be good. Really? I mean, I, I can guarantee that I've wanted the whole time. Right. Right. I mean, I, I think, you know, because season two of the Mandalorian, I mean, there's, there's a number of characters they have already announced that are going to be interspersed in this thing. We know we're going to have Rosario Dar- Dawson as, as, you know, Ahsoka, mm-hmm. uh, which that is probably at this point my favorite character in Star Wars is Ahsoka. Um, I, I absolutely think that that character um, is going to be pivotal in a lot of ways to the future of Star Wars, whether whether people like it or not. I mean, uh, you know, you've got some people that have never seen any of the animated series, and that's and that's fine. They need to go back and watch them because they're worth it. I mean, that's a, that character is going to be really important for the future of what they're going to be doing on Disney+. Plus. Joe, what percentage of Star Wars fans, a casual Star Wars fans out there that have not watched the Clone Wars, would you say are not familiar at this point with Ahsoka Tana? I would say the ones that have never seen the cartoon. I would say seventy-five uh, percent. Oh, that's too high. Maybe I think I've that's heard too high. Of her name. I'm thinking you're past the 50% mark on that. I'm right. thinking Ahsoka has such a brand going at this point that they're at least vaguely aware of the character named Ahsoka Tano. I mean, sort of, no, no, no. Yeah. You can hear the name and have no idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's, that's, there's, that's fair. That's fair. There's okay. 30 other Star Wars names that maybe you've heard, but you don't know where exactly, what, what, what part is she in? Is she one of the background characters? Is she in the books? And, and you just may not know, but Ahsoka, in 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 my mind, I I feel like she should get the live action treatment and take her spot among amongst the 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 big the big leaguers, you know. But um, yeah. that that's a that's a top notch character. But as far as the um, uh, the 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 mainstream Star Wars fan, I I, I don't think there's she's got the the depth of um, knowledge. I like Ahsoka way too much. And uh, 
Stan, Stan, please. Uh, no, I, I, I really do. I think when I first saw her in the uh, animated movie, I was like, oh, God, no. This this does not work. Well, I think Scrappy that was Doo. everybody. Yeah, she was calling him Snips. Yeah, that was, yeah, exactly. Did you think yeah. she was Scrappy Doo? Right. She... Yes, very exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I would, yeah, I would equate, yeah. Brandon's got a uh, point she... here. He says uh, Star Wars is mixed media narrative. You can't just watch the movies. And that's one of the, that's one of the main things I don't like because I don't like that I, I feel like I'm left behind if I don't read a comic well, book no, I, or I don't watch I, a series. I haven't or... read I haven't read that many of the comics since uh, my favorite comic book shop closed. Um, so, <laughs> so um, you know, I, I haven't either. Actually. I've I've read a couple just on on digital or whatever because print is dead. Um, <laughs> and so, so, if anyone but, that's in charge of the Sci-Fi Fantasy Festival is listening, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Well, <laughs> this is at the library. <laughs> uh, have you not heard of Hoopla? That's a really great feature that the library has now. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't feel like I'm left out of now. I do read all the novels, but I, I don't really keep up with the comics too much. Like I, I have not read one thing of Doctor Doctor Afro. Now I own some of them because I was trying to support my favorite comic book shop. Um, but I have never, <laughs> I have never read them. Um, but I am excited not- about the Audible thing that's going to happen. Like the just the live action, or not the live, but the uh, the story that they're going to tell using Audible only. Uh, it'll eventually get released as a book, but it'll just be an audio drama first. And I'm looking forward to listening to it because I think that's going to be a character that they bring into live action. Sean, I don't think you're. I don't think by choosing the media. Brendan's right. Yes, if if you're if you want the full effect, you, you know, if you want the full panoramic view, sure. read the books, read the comics, and so on and so forth. But it is still accessible. You could go into the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Not having seen anything, you don't even have to see a Star Wars to go into Mandalorian. Right. The only thing, uh, the the only thing that really requires you to have prior knowledge <laughs> is the Han Solo movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they they we are. Gonna, we were going to watch every, like I said, we were watching everything in continuity order. And I said we have to stop here and go watch Empire and finish Empire and Return because you're not going to have any idea why Lando and Chewie are important. Well, it's like uh, they uh, they they announced after the Rise of Skywalker that Palpatine had been a clone, but they didn't say that in the movie. That's they just said bad. It's something that's else. Just- Right. That's just you never want to do that in your novelization. Enter, put stuff in your novelization to retcon how bad your movie was because that's all that was. That's I mean, novelization. When, um, that, that's like when William Shatner brought Kirk back to life in the Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, in the novel, <laughs> the, the novel well, that he wrote. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, the novelization, though, was meant for Michael and myself. It wasn't meant for the general public because, yeah, and Joe, but I mean, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't meant for the general public who's following every little detail of Star Wars. But and here's the problem. That, but 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 here's the problem with that. Not to interrupt you, but yeah. there's going to be the problem with that is every clickbait article that you can imagine. We got this covered. Comicbook.com. 
they will put all that junk out there that's in the novel and make the movie look horrible because it's basically having to explain things that they could not or would not explain in the film. Um, and it just makes it, it makes Kathleen Kennedy look like a, a, a buffoon. I mean, having to do that the, type of stuff. What you're talking about there, uh, the general public's going to be exposed to that no matter what. If it wasn't Palpatine being a clone, if this was the perfect movie ever made, those, uh, those YouTube channels are going to have the exact same thing. We just turned off YouTube uh, right before we started, and there was a thing on there, things that really annoy you about the MCU, <laughs> things that you hate about you know, this and The Godfather. And what? You, you know, no, it doesn't. Well, what kind of monster hates Godfather? So well, if you, you know. want to know, the information's out there. But for most people, the ultimate evil surviving, you know, the explosion of the Death Star. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's that's completely viable. Uh, Brendan said that people were confused by the appearance of the dark saber. and that's just kind of like a cliffhanger. Cliffhangers are meant to confuse. Even well, no, if you no, go I mean, back and watch Clone Wars, they're going to explain it. No, he has a good point. You know, back to his point about you know the mixed media world that we're in when it comes yeah. to Star Wars. I mean, look, if you didn't watch any of the animated series, then sure, you're, you are going to be confused about the dark saber. But what what the thing that Filoni and Favreau do much better than I think any of the people that were involved with the movies do is want you to go back and watch that stuff. They want you to look on the internet and type in what's this cool sword at the end of this episode, and then that's going to make you want to go back and watch their stuff. I mean, what happened with the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker is it just pissed people off. I mean, that that you're having stuff in there about the, oh, by the way, the Emperor was a clone this whole time. I mean, I'm, that, willing, you know. to if, I'm willing to bet that if social media was not like it was, we weren't being, or we weren't, we would not be having these problems. And I disagree. I There'd be articles in Fangoria about all this stuff. Okay, there was an article. <laughs> uh, the week after The Empire Strikes Back hit, there was an article in Starlog, and I've told you this before, called The Empire Strikes Out. Right. A page article about how bad Empire Strikes Back was. Right, right. Okay, similar situation. Negativity is easy to sell. It's easy to get clicks with negativity. Sure. And people are going to go that way saying, oh, I didn't, I didn't know this was so bad. Let it tell me what I hate about it. It's just yeah. nature. Unless but, you're, you know. But not knowing, for even with Solo, not knowing how um, Maul survived, not knowing why he has metal legs, yeah. that doesn't necessarily make the casual fan angry it makes the casual fan want to search the information out or the dark saber makes the casual fan want to search the information out retconning and saying that the emperor was a clone in a movie that you watched that didn't explain that at all is a it it just ticks people i didn't have that big of a problem with it i figured he was a clone or i figured the bounty hunter got him out of there due to knowing where the location was and the imprint on the knife You've got a couple. Of Don't even bring up the knife. Don't bring up the knife. <laughs> the knife the, there's some the, when there's MacGuffins that are good and the MacGuffins that are completely useless and annoying, and that was one of them. It worked perfectly. No, it can didn't. we? I think there's one thing. I, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I think there's one thing that we can all agree on in the Star Wars universe. One thing, and that is there are too many catwalks. Why? Wow. <laughs> Without railings. 
without no railing. railing. Yeah, yeah, no protection. What's up that with that? That is not it's safe. a design flaw. No. <laughs> no. They're, they're scared we'll be leaning. <laughs> you know what they tell me? They're scared we'll lean too much. Exactly. <laughs> Brandon says, have you guys ever seen Star Wars fall damage doesn't affect Jedi or Sith? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But that is true. Very true. Right? It's very true. Humans like Han Solo, we assume we never saw him land. But it's because they're always up so high that you can never see the bottom. Why are they up so high? It's, it's, it's dangerous. It's a bottomless pit all the time. <laughs> when, when Han saw him out in the middle of saw Kylo out in the middle of the catwalk, he should have said, "Ben, come here, where it is l- less dangerous." <laughs> Well, when, the moment you saw it, Skywalk, you, uh, him walking out there, you knew this wasn't going to end well. That's no, right. that's not Osha. That's right. That's that's right. Definitely not. The H in Osha stands for Hoth, I believe. In, in this case. Alan says, "Right," said Fred. Disagrees about too many. Cats. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So with 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 season two of the Mandalorian, I mean. They had announced Timothy Oliphant, which everybody recognizes, you know, the name Timothy Oliphant, Justified, you know, Deadwood. He always plays a sheriff, and he's pretty much playing a sheriff again. I mean, it's kind of been confirmed he's Cobb Vanth. Now, that's there's going to be a lot of people that have no clue who that character is. And they're going to want... They're going to explain it when he shows up, but also they're going to be able to go back and and read those those Windig novels. Yeah. Yeah, that, that introduce the character. I mean, I think that what Filoni does so well is get people interested enough in these characters to want to seek out where they came from if they had, you know, anything before. I mean, I just think it's a strength of his. Um, he's, a, he's a good storyteller when it comes to that type of stuff. I mean, he makes you want to learn more about the characters, um, and that's rare. I mean, that that's something that, I mean... With fanboys, fanboys are going to want to do that anyways. But to step it up, to, you know, to step it up to general public, I mean, I think probably everybody that had Disney Plus, whether they were a Star Wars fan or not, there was so much hype around the Mandalorian. They probably watched it. And the good thing about the Mandalorian is you didn't have to see the sequel trilogy at all. So I mean, it it, it doesn't. Nothing in the sequel trilogy has any bearing on anything. Really, in the they main. they dealt very little with um, anything that happened in in the movies and i i was totally into that and what i what well another another cool thing so many cool things uh, about the mandalorian but out of all the just the broadcast movie stuff i i didn't i didn't re- i i did who was well has watched everything read things i didn't realize until the child until he appeared that we didn't. We don't know anything about Yoda and his race, as far as you know, live action uh, stuff. We don't know what they're called. Right. Uh, it, at first, uh, after the first episode, there is that Yoda. Is that a is that a clone of Yoda? Is that Yoda's daughter or son? Mm-hmm. And nobody knew because there was no basis for that. Right. Um, and and I love that it got mm-hmm. a, got people asking questions, just like we did way back in 1983. Yeah, after Empire, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and I, I dug that about, and I also dug. There's again, there's so many things about the Mandalorian that give me 
positive feelings about mm-hmm. the future of Star Wars. Right, exactly. I mean, and, and that's key right there. I mean, I, I have rewatched The Mandalorian like four times just because it's an easy rewatch. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, you can rewatch the whole series very easy, and it, and it doesn't even feel like it takes you that long. I mean, it's a, it's a great rewatch, um, and and it and when you watch something like the gallery, it makes you want to rewatch it again. I mean, it's just all very well, just very well played by those everyone involved in that. And sure, I know Kathleen Kennedy's an executive producer. I get that, but one, I mean, you know, I was about to say, Michael, the one thing that we, you and I both agree on is that Filoni is the heart of Star Wars. I think he's so. not just a good storyteller when it comes to Star Wars. He's a great storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's he's the heir apparent to Lucas. I mean, right. I don't yeah, think I mean, I think understands that it better than he does. Right, and you can certainly see that in some of the some of the interviews that he did in the gallery. I mean, mm-hmm. he was just blowing people's minds with some of the stuff that he yeah. was saying, um, especially about the the fight scene in um, Phantom Menace. A, a dead uh, on. Th- that that whole part. If you haven't watched that, you, I think I can't remember what episode that is was in the gallery, but. Um, it, it, Filoni is just amazing when he, when he explains Star Wars. Now he's not like encyclopedic knowledge, but he gets the essence of it. I mean, he gets what it stands for. And I really don't know that that JJ and and Ryan Johnson thinks he does, but I don't know that he, I don't know that he really does. I mean, I, I, thought I don't. Ryan Johnson did a, a a great job, but having said that, Filoni's the heart of Star Wars. We're lucky to have him where he's at. And we want him to continue right. at that, yeah, in, in this capacity. We don't want him going off to another franchise. We don't want him doing his own thing. I would be perfectly content if he lived his entire professional life from now on overseeing nothing but Star Wars. Right. No, I'm with you. Holocron. Brenda says yeah. he's heard Filoni called the living holocron, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then, no, that's actually Leland Chi. But I mean, sure. Well, yeah, that's that poor little guy you got in the room with all the books open and everything. Right, right, right. Or Pablo Hidalgo. I mean, that's the difference. I mean, both of those guys, encyclopedic knowledge of everything. Ah, Star Wars. Yeah, but, Sher- but, Sherman um, says that there was talk that Yoda's race was the wheels from the original yeah, title like, of Star okay. Wars. Journal yeah, of the Wheels. Yeah. Nothing confirmed, but yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes. I mean, right? that makes sense. That sounds good. Um, I mean, other than they had some Wills stuff in Mace Ro- Windy. In, uh, Rogue Ro- in Rogue One, um, so other than that, but I mean, they could they could fix that if they wanted to just call Yoda a Will or whatever. I don't know. Well, he's keeper he's keeper of the Wills, and we never went into detail about it. There's mm. there's nothing. See, that's the thing. How did how yeah. was Yoda such a major character? This is what this is what blows my mind in a way about the Mandalorian. How was Yoda such a major character? And we never knew anything. Mm-hmm. That's because Lucas kept it like that on purpose. Yeah, yeah that was intentional. I, I dig that about about Yoda and about um, well, and the, and the one thing that I don't want to see happen is they they explain too much about Yoda. Yeah, uh, or, or the race. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily think that that's needed. I mean, I think that you can continue with Star Wars with ever having to know too much more about Yoda or what race Yoda is. I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, there was already another one. There was already Yaddle. I mean, so we've had two of that race. It's not like Yoda's been the only one. I mean, and heck, Yoda and Yaddle, that maybe that's why there's baby Yoda. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> there's so many questions. There's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Yaddle, Yaddle disappeared really fast, though. 
Yes, yes, she or it did disappear very quickly. <laughs> I, I I loved the uh, the western stuff. Oh yeah, uh, the 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 western feel of the Mandalorian, and I feel like uh, this is on a, on a a different note. But I, as I said before, I'm very excited about the next Star Wars thing. I love that John Favreau loves the holiday special. <laughs> Can I just? <laughs> yeah, I he feel does. like at some point he's got, he or whoever is going to work in characters. And this is just for me. I just want them just to do it for me personally. Mm-hmm. I want them to work in uh, the B. Arthur character. Let somebody else play her. I, she's know, continuity. She's dead. Uh, she's but, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, work it in. Yes. I, I felt like them bringing up Life Day and the Mandalorian was kind of like flipping off George Lucas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think... I mean, even there was that one cut scene where they Favreau was all excited to show Lucas the uh, incinerator gun that, that uh, the Mandalorian had uh, from the animated part of the the uh, holiday special and Lucas just literally just totally gave him nothing. Lucas was like, eh, I don't care about that gun. (laughs) That's not my thing. (laughs) When I saw the gun, I went, ah, it did its job. Yeah. That's yeah, and exactly. even he, I mean, using it in a similar fashion that he did on a beast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was total homage, total homage to the the holiday special with that first that first scene with him using the gun to incinerate that beast. I mean, yeah. it was it was perfect. I mean, all of it, all of it was perfect. I mean, it was just all, and, and the fact that they had such talented directors in and around that, and we're getting a lot of that in season two as well. That's I mean, Rob, I want. I want Robert Rodriguez is doing an episode. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really good. I mean, and, and then I'm excited about the Obi-Wan series too. I mean, there, yeah. there's, there's anything is possible with that. I mean, the book that John Jackson Miller wrote that was just called Kenobi, uh, which is not Canon, but it was very good. It was actually the last book to come out right before the, the sale and right before they announced that nothing prior to, um, I think it was the, the Tarkin novel. Yeah. Um, but Kenobi was very good and it was very, very similar to what I think the story is going to be. I mean, he's not blatantly protecting Luke, but he's out in the desert. Some things happen and he has to get more involved in a situation outside of what he's supposed to be there for, which is to protect Luke. He has to get involved in a local situation. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And the fact that, um, that, Oh, I can't remember the director's name. That she was one of the directors in the first episode. She's doing all of these episodes, so it's going to be really, really good. Um, the Cassian Andor series, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't. It seems the most unnecessary, but really, none of this is necessary. So there's there's no sure. such thing. There's no such yeah. thing really as being necessary or unnecessary. <laughs> Look, you hear about the Mandalorian. You know, um, I, I would like to point out that uh, I've been doing these panels all weekend, and I've been doing. All these, uh, ah, I've been doing, you know, these, these for a couple of months. My cat has never come down here before. Mm-hmm. Clearly, <laughs> my cat super into Star Wars. Very much so. Yeah, and who could, every animal loves Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, back to Cassian and K2SO. Mm-hmm. Joe was saying about the Western aspect of the Mandalorian. 
It, this is you've got a wartime. You've got an individual and his droid, his quirky mm-hmm. droid. Uh, it, you know they're spies. They're back mm-hmm. and forth. They're they're in these kind of, same sort of genre feel, different aspect of the universe. Right. Now, the Mandalorians. Yeah, West, this is the uh, not quite the born identity, but along the same lines. No, yeah, I agree. It's probably going to be like that. Yeah. So, uh, and Cassian's a good actor. Uh, the guy that uh, I forget his yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all for that that whole team getting back together. I mean, and I think even Tony Gilroy, who quote unquote saved Rogue One. I mean, he likes to spout off that he saved Rogue One, um, but he's involved in the series. Um, do you guys uh, do 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 you guys think that there's any more juice to be squeezed out of the Skywalker saga? They're leaving it for a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't even I don't even think that that's going to be this next movie the 2024. I mean, I right. don't uh, yeah, I mean, the Taika Watiti, knowing him, he'll want to do a standalone type situation. I, I don't mean, think I, he'll yeah. want to be involved in a trilogy, although he is now kind of with Thor, so who knows, but I mean, I I, I don't I really don't know what they're going to do to save the the movies or or continue the story with the movie. It'll have to be something completely new. Yeah, looking looking at the box office, given the receipts, the movies don't have to be saved. Solo is the only one that was considered an underperformer, and only because well, I think that the Rise of Skywalker was pretty underperformed. I mean, if you're comparing it to the Force Awakens and even the Last Jedi, I mean, I don't think it even pulled close. It needs to be compared compared it to Return of the Jedi and the differences between that and the Star Wars box office. There are people yeah, that went to see Star Wars that didn't go to see Empire that didn't go to see Return of the Jedi. You can you can do this all day, but uh, the box office doesn't need to be saved. What we want is good stories. Mm-hmm. We want solid stories. But yeah, they're stepping away from Skywalker. They're going. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think I mean, that those characters are going to. They're never going anywhere. They're yeah, safe. The thing is, it's it's safe to keep doing Skywalker stuff. Hmm. They yeah. they could have had Luke Luke had a just like the books did they could have had Luke had a gaggle of children, which goes against the Jedi code. But hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know they could have done that, but they didn't. So it's brave in a way. It was not in a way. It's brave for them to say we're doing other stuff now. Yeah. Well, apparently the Jedi code is that when when stuff gets tough, go hide somewhere. <laughs> because that's what that's what Obi Wan did, and that's what Yoda did, and that's what Luke did. <laughs> Obi Wan did no. Obi Wan went to protect Luke. He didn't go hide. He, eh. he didn't protect Luke. He, he he's on Tatooine for a reason. Yeah. Uh, y'all y'all heard that uh, the rumor Donald Glover Lando series. Please. Yeah, I'm all for theatrical that. or Disney Plus. Uh, Disney Plus. I mean, why not? I mean, there, there's no reason not to do that type of stuff because that there's no reason this, not to bring back. Uh, I Eisen, what's huh, Young Solo? Oh, Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Okay. Ehrenreich. Uh, there's no reason not to bring him and Chewie back for a solo uh, for a Lando or a Solo series. Well, they wanted to have an underworld series with all the different um, facts, like you know the Pikes and you know the uh, all the different underworld. Yeah. That Maul was involved in around that time. They wanted to have all of that. Um, but with so the way Solo kind of failed at the box office, it sort of spooked him on all that. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that 
I think with the success of season seven of Clone Wars, which had had some of that underworld stuff in there, it had mm-hmm. the the guy who's not Prince Zizor but is you know of Black Sun, you know, a relative. It had, <laughs> it's a relative or somebody. It had Black Sun in there, and it had all of the different machinations going on with the underworld. So I think that they will eventually go there, and they could easily have that be in and around a Lando series. I mean that 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 could happen for sure. Um, and it would be worth it. I mean, that I think the future for right now is Disney Plus. I mean, I, I think theatrical is too much of a gamble, and why not just wait for a while? Which they are, anyways. Yeah, but. I don't think theatrical is a gamble. I think we need to rest. I think uh, Iger's call for a Star Wars film every year huh. was a bit too much to begin with. It's because always, yeah. he, he just he was going for the MCU vibe. And MCU, I mean, those type of Mar- Mar- Marvel fans are way different than Star Wars fans when it comes to yeah. that type of stuff. Marvel fans yearn for two to three movies a year. I mean, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and as long Star as they Wars. keep making good ones, I mean, Star Wars... When Star you... Wars has always been about one guy. Right. And yeah. Marvel never was that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Every one of those movies is a different set of characters and, and, right. and all that. Star Wars right. kind of builds on each other. I've got to draw this to a close because uh, Joe and I yeah. have another panel to do in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got, a, I've got a heart out also. So this works well. It's, so, it's, it's like, it's like we're at. Sean, it's it's like we're at a real convention because we have to rush to another thing. At least you don't have to run across the the convention floor to get to the next panel. Though. Well, the, the thing is, that it, when we do cons, you know, we love doing panels, and we're usually like, I wish I could do more stuff. And then, but since I'm the one putting that together, hey, I can do as much stuff as I want, <laughs> you know? Or, yeah, or as little things as you want. Yeah, or, or <laughs> you can you can put us on as many things as you want. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, I asked before I made the schedule. I said, "You want to do this? You want to do this? You want to do yep. this?" Sure. Yep. <laughs> I always say yes. Happy to. Yeah. All right. But thanks. You know, we 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 need to do this more often. Well, now Hoover's going to have their thing. So yeah. That, yeah. In July. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard much about it since uh, in May, like May or April was the last thing I heard about it. I but everything's I still on track. I talked. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I. uh uh, yeah. So yeah. So that's still happening. And and Sean, thank you for doing this. Yeah, this yeah, has been fantastic. Yeah. It's been I've, really good. I've been, I've enjoyed doing it so far. And you know, it may become an annual thing. You know, we'll just we'll just see. Yeah, I mean, cool. hopefully we can have MCC back. Yeah. But, oh mean, yeah. If, I'm sure. I'm if, sure by if, next year we'll be able to. Yeah. Do some version of it at least. You know. You know, we'll yeah. we'll all have outbreak suits and we'll be walking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. All right. right. On to the next thing. All right. Talk to you all later. (laughs) See you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. You can contact us by joining our Facebook group, following us on Twitter, or sending an email to CosmicPotatoPod at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Be sure to join us again next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.